Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. Join us April 11th through the 14th. We're talking about investing with exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is the S&P 500 ETF by Vanguard, ticker symbol VOO. Wow. Biggest of the big, the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF, VOO. So is this back to basics or is this a market call or both? It's a little bit of everything. As you say, biggest of the big, Chuck, it's got almost $500 billion in assets. It represents, as you know, the S&P 500. Its expense ratio is one of the cheapest ones out there. Three basis points. Three basis points. It's it's virtually free for people who want to allocate to the S&P 500. A couple other things of note. You know we like to talk about trends. And just this week... With the recent rebound, VOO has gone back above its 200-day average. So when the S&P 500 goes above its 200-day average, that's fairly notable. We've had a little bit of a correction and sure enough, a bit of a snapback here, which is positive for the market, positive for technicians and trend followers. But the other thing is almost $26 billion have gone into this ETF so far this year. So what does that tell you? Those investors who have been buying on the dip for the last 10 years, continue to be rewarded. And although we've had global tension, we've had inflationary concerns, we've had a first hike in interest rates by the Fed that we may see many more of in in the coming year, it is not scaring away investors. It's not scaring away advisors. They're looking to continue to put money to work, but they're putting money to work in the areas that have worked in the last 10 years, which is large cap U.S. growth stocks in the form of the S&P 500. It's not just that this is the biggest of the big. This is the biggest benchmark. And this benchmark has been killing it when it comes to active managers. S&P Dow Jones publishes regularly their indices versus active scorecard, measuring the overall performance of actively managed mutual funds and ETFs versus the benchmark. Active management always lags this, but it's been as bad as ever in 2021 into 2022. So is that also part of it? Is this a, hey, the market's been frothy and we haven't seen much downside protection. The index is still killing it. Yeah. The the SPIVA report, as they call it, SPIVA, S-P-I-V-A, which compares indexes to active management. I think the number for the last 10 years or 15 years, Chuck, is almost 90% of active managers underperform. And those that do actually beat for a certain period of time tend not to repeat that beat. 
for the next five-year period. So you're right, Chuck. I think it just highlights the popularity of, of index investing, the low cost, the tax efficiency, and investing in what you know. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. There's a lot of uncertainty outside the U.S., even in the small cap and mid cap market that historically has outperformed large caps. In the last 10 years, that hasn't been the case. So here's a great opportunity that if you're feeling like, geez, there is some concern out there, but the trend is telling us that things are positive again. And then on top of that, one important point, at the beginning of the year, the S&P 500 had a P of 26. It's now dipped below 20 with less than three months into the year. So you've gotten a bit of a discount if you're buying those S&P 500 stocks today. You talked about trend following here and how this is a fund that has gotten back below its 200-day moving average. But one of the interesting things, whether it's the VOO or the SPY or anything that is tracking the S&P 500, is that you have kind of a dichotomy of who owns them. You have the people who are long-term, I'm going to be an index investor, I'm like a boglehead, make it the core of my portfolio and let it ride. And then you have the folks who are day trading this stuff and moving it constantly. Do you want to have some of your money in the index saying, yeah, I'll put a piece of it on a 200-day moving average, and that's how we know how to tilt and go towards those other things at times? Or is this you're either a trend follower or you're not? The great thing about ETFs, and especially an ETF like this, Chuck, it satisfies everybody's needs. If you're a long-term investor, the tax benefits, again, work in your favor, low cost and strong performance compared to other areas of the world. If you're a trader and you traded, say, for example, on a 20-day moving average and you moved in and out of VOO, the folks at Vanguard don't care. And with many of the platforms being able to trade ETFs for no cost, zero commission, and the fact that this thing is so big and the spreads are so tight, it's pretty efficient. So ultimately, you and I always talk about how do you use this thing? It really depends. There are a lot of people listening today that are buy and hold investors. And if you have a big chunk in the S&P 500 over the last 10 years, you've done pretty well. At the same time, as there's concerns about rising rates, inflation, global tension, valuations, all those things, if you're going to be a more active trader because you want to help control volatility, this will work for you too. So it's a great thing about the ETF marketplace. It keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting more efficient. And more money flowing into it doesn't mean that it's negative for its shareholders. They all kind of work together in this ecosystem, and it's better for everybody. You know, normally you and I are talking about funds, and I'm saying, where do you take the money from? And your most common answer is... Well, you know, take a little bit from your S&P 500 allocation and tilt a little this way or tilt a little that way or get some exposure here or there. At a time when you like the S&P 500, where is the money coming from? Are, are you bringing things back? Or are you bringing in those places where you had previously extended? Or is this more if you have some money that's sitting on the sidelines, that's where it's coming from? The statistics tell us there's over $7 trillion in money market funds today. So there's a lot of money on the sidelines. There's over $15 trillion in bank passbook accounts. There's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines not doing anything. Is that a bad thing with what's going on in the marketplace? Maybe not. We're also seeing 
little flows at all going into bond funds. And in a rising rate environment, an inflationary environment, it's really tough for the bond market. So a lot of advisors and a lot of investors are actually moving money out of non-productive areas like cash or fixed income or bond funds into something that maybe they feel has a chance for further growth over the next five to 10 years. It Definitely in talking to advisors, they're more concerned about the negative effects of rising rates and inflation on their fixed income portion of the portfolio versus growth. If you happen to have some money on the sidelines, but long-term you're bullish on U.S. stocks, this is definitely something to consider. It's the VOO, the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, great stuff as always. Talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast by checking us out on your favorite podcast app or by going to MoneyLifeShow.com, where you'll also find my columns. To learn more about investing with exchange-traded funds, go to ETFtrends.com. There's no better site from soup to nuts to, of course, what's trending. And they're on Twitter at ETFtrends. Tom Lydon, their chief executive, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter, too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is available for you every Thursday. We hope you will follow along and get us regularly. And if you've got time, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review because they really do help. But no matter what you do, we hope you'll join us again next week. And until then, happy investing, everybody.